0: Hey Chris. Hey Stephanie. I have one thing to say to you.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh hold on, he's got more to say. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: And 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 for a finale.
2: <laughs> oh my God. So Lothcat is right.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I received in the mail today, direct, I assume, from something Disney-related. From to My very own Lothcat. And he makes all the noises. And um, I can tell you right now, um, my dog is very concerned.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he should be.
0: <laughs> he's, he's very concerned that he's being replaced by the Lothcat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in, it came in a cage for a reason.
0: Well, they they are wild animals and do, do not make good pets, but we're going to try and make this work out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's adorable. And he's like, when well, you squeeze his tail and he's like, he makes an angry face and it does that.
1: <laughs> just, oh.
0: And I'm going to put him down. He does the Furby thing where they just kind of keep talking. Yeah. When you're not interacting with them. So I'm going to put him down. You may hear from him later.
2: I, I love not, it.
0: But. I love it. Anyway, thank you, Heather, for uh, for my loth cat. I love him so much, so much that my other pets in the house uh, are worried
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, <laughs> that their place in my heart may, in fact, be under threat right now. So. <laughs> take back all the shit that i gave you about not sending me swag from disney uh this is magnificent thank you oh you're welcome i'm going to give you more shit later oh yeah this is just like this is just wiped the slate clean which means i have more room on the slate
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) there's always a catch
0: (laughs) but anyway thank you um we are all very delighted with the in this house except for um my pets they are not
2: Well, it was it was either that or a holocron and Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice coming out of that thing.
0: (laughs) No, the Loth Cat's better. The Loth Cat's better. It's good. It's good.
2: You know, part of part of my calculus was, you know, what kind of animal is shippable? Right. Because they have like the (laughs) cool they have some other really cute animals, but they're really small and they have little like breakable parts and limbs. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking there's no way FedEx is going to treat this box well. And I figured the Loth Cat could take a beating.
0: <laughs> the lothcat could give as good as it gets.
2: Amen to that.
0: It is a it is a tough little monster, and I love it. Okay, that's awesome. Are we are we ready to intro the show?
2: Are we? I don't know.
0: Are you? Are you? I'm so ready. Okay. What? Okay. I feel like I'm like in, a kinda, I'm, in maybe, a maybe, mood, I'm in a very mischievous
1: mood. By the way. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. That's
0: always productive. That's yeah. great. Oh, fuck. Okay, everybody. So uh we're gonna do this. Okay, you ready? <laughs> <clears throat> hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show and I have I have a lot cat. Yay! It made me happy. That's it. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> um hi everybody. I'm Chris. I'm that gay man Martian mm-hmm. Ho.
1: and and, uh stephanie i'm Mm. not much
2: of a talker
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) okay so um what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire star wars visual story in chronological order which means that we started with the Phantom Menace, Episode 1, and we have been moving forward from there, and, uh, in the fullness of time, that places us today in Clone Wars Season 4, talking about Episode 19, Massacre, Aww. and Episode 20, Bounty, yay, yay, and those are my over
2: those are my high level reviews of both episodes.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, Aww. Yes. yay, oh, yeah,
0: like it's much a, of Clone Wars, this is a roller coaster, it's
2: a fucking roller coaster. What the hell is going on? The drama. of drama, I know, drama, 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 drama,
0: pain, 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 right? <laughs>
2: With moments but, of awesome, but you but know.
0: before we get into all of that, that's just we just described Star Wars. By the way, drama, 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 pain, pain, pain with moments of awesome.
2: Steph, Star Wars never just randomly massacres an entire group of people for story purposes. Oh, wait.
0: Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) As we all mentally go through a smash montage of every time that has happened in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We'll talk about that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, But before we get into today's episodes, um, I do want to address... We have, I have a correction to make.
2: Oh, I I was going to bring this up, but you may go ahead.
0: I, I, because it was my mistake, I will bring it up.
2: Oh. Here I go.
0: This is me owning it. I am a grown up. This isn't painful for me in any way.
2: I'm, hold on a second, Stephanie. I need to go pop some popcorn real quick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, so last episode, I had mentioned uh, that there was a cell calf. Uh that we'd seen one of the bounty hunters men I believe was his name, uh and that he was the first live cell that we'd seen. I've had multiple people point out to us um that that's actually not true uh so thank you to Charles and Jonathan, who pointed out that yes, uh, we have seen a live cell in the episode Pursuit of Peace. There's a perfectly alive cell in that episode, so there you go
2: can i can mm-hmm. I say something? Real no, quick it's a podcast. About...
0: You don't talk here.
2: No. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> of that, course you can
0: say
1: something. That,
2: I mean, there's a, there's a joke there, but I'm not going to go there right now. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Ow, my soul. <laughs> um, I think that some people have a fantastic memory that they can pull up that kind of knowledge almost instantaneously.
0: It's like a mutant power. Yeah,
2: yeah. I do not have that power. And nope. I'm, I'm going to make all the mistakes all the time. And as we've said on the show, this is a you know entertainment comedy show, not mm-hmm. necessarily a Star Wars history fact show. Not yes. necessarily. Even though we we put a lot of re- we put a lot of effort into the research, but we do only to get it wrong. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're gonna get stuff wrong sometimes. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay.
2: And that's okay. So but I have to I have to give props to our listeners that mm-hmm. that are respectful when they yes. actually reach out to us. Isn't mm-hmm. that something stuff? Um, whereas I make a joke about Jawas on TikTok and people think <laughs> uh, and people think joke. I'm fucking serious, and I'm just like, <laughs> Really, y'all? Y'all are dumb. Uh, yeah. y'all are dumb as shit.
0: Charles and Jonathan sent us the the sweetest, most polite, gentle correction messages, uh, and uh, we really appreciate that from both of you. Thank you. But I saw that motherfucker on TikTok who was like, "Oh my god, don't you know?" There were, there <laughs> the were jawas mul- are furry.
2: There were multiple. Actually, <laughs> I'm like, this is what it's like to be Stephanie all day long. I guess being a, being a TikTok superstar.
0: <laughs> oh, that's adorable! I am not a TikTok superstar, but uh, yeah, no. It's welcome to being a woman on the internet. Basically, you had a moment of being a woman on the internet.
2: Well, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's I, true. I'm I'm a member of the clan. I I appreciate that.
0: we have adopted you all right uh so do we have anything else i think you had a review
2: we have we have two reviews uh two reviews yeah we love reviews and uh especially if they're shady but these are really nice so i'll I'll read them Mm -hmm. um alistair skywalker which by the way is a cool username uh it is in fact yeah they wrote i love the podcast so far it's really cool I have to ask one thing, though. As a fan mm-hmm. of LEGO, since you do both the LEGO Star Wars specials, will you ever do an episode of the LEGO Star Wars Freemaker adventure series? Grabello what? was introduced in that show, and he's really funny. I feel like you're both going to love the Freemakers, and I would love to listen to you diss on Nary, the main Sith they fight. Just a suggestion. Have a nice day. Huh. Hey, Stephanie, what's the fr- what the hell is a Freemaker?
0: I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, I will make a research on that and we will see because we do like to to insert other media, insert, (laughs) insert other media uh, in between like the seasons of Clone Wars and stuff like that, just to give us like a breather from one thing to the next. So that might be something we explore. I don't know. We'll see. Depends if it's a really long series and your odds are slimmer.
2: Pretty much. Uh, the other review, I think re- this review got cut off, but I'll, I'll try to read what what, what we have. A uh, 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 Alita girl, Alita girl. Mm. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I started seeing snippets of your podcast show up on my TikTok, and my curiosity got the better of me. That's the whole point. That's uh, the point. <laughs> I it's listened, working. I listened to the first few episodes, and they passed a the vibe check. So I've been listening. Oh. I've been binge listening to the show, and it's been a great time. Hmm. I love learning about the lore and the behind the scenes of the Clone Wars episodes. I can now finally match my brother who is, parentheses, I say this and then it cuts off. I'm assuming you're about to tell me that your brother is kind of a dick when it comes to Star <laughs> Wars stuff. And I'm glad we can help you out with that.
0: Yes, yes. If we can educate and arm anyone to counter uh, a, a know-it-all Star Wars nerd, that's, that's perfection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's mm, yes. I feel like that's mission fulfillment right there.
2: destiny fulfilled okay sorry (laughs) so yeah that's all i got
0: okay cool 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 cool. all right um thank you for the reviews uh y'all that was awesome we love reviews and uh if you are listening to us on spotify leave us a rating spotify doesn't do a review yet but if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star rating and a review it gooses the algorithm and gets our podcast in front of more people And more people is more fun for everyone in all situations, as long as everyone is consenting and clearly communicating.
2: Trust and praise.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) All right. Are we ready to
0: get into these episodes? Let's do it. All right. Starting out strong with season four, episode 19, Massacre. So, already uplifting.
2: Yeah. I'm already Inspirational. Feeling a I'm already like looking forward to this episode. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: This is going to go
2: so well.
0: Uh, the Jedi Fortune Cookie is one must let go of the past to hold on to the future. Assage. <gasps> <Asajj. laughs> yeah. That's the only person that message is for today.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Ready? Go, go, go. Yes. Sinister forces on the move. Asajj Ventress has suffered a humiliating betrayal at the hands of her own assassin, Savage Opress. <laughs> Having gone into hiding, she now has no choice but to seek sanctuary with the Knight Sisters of Datamir. Dun, dun dun dun.
0: Dun dun dun. All right. So, hey, you remember that whole Savage Opress fiasco?
2: Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick, because I feel like. That was 100 years ago?
0: That was, was, I counted, 26 episodes ago.
2: Wow, yeah.
0: That was last season.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and also uh, in real time, it was 19 months between episodes airing.
0: Wow, and so like, I appreciate, I really appreciate them circling back on this, because I feel like this really needed to be done. Um, we were very distracted in between then and now. A lot of shit went down. Umbara, for example, right. uh, went down in between. So we, the audience have been distracted. But, um, yeah, that story thread was still dangling out there in the wind and needed to be woven back in. So I'm glad we're there. I'm not super happy. Like, I'm not glad that we're here for horror show times, uh, for massacre times, but, uh, but I'm glad we're coming back to it because, I mean, if nothing else, ventress
2: uh, i love ventress and you know the love second her. episode definitely uh brings it all back for me oh my God. so mm. Mm. yeah so yeah
0: <laughs> but first first we gotta tear the bitch down before we can really see her <laughs> build oh, herself man. back up into something amazing
2: <sighs> so i do, I do want to make a note when they're doing when the intro is happening they're showing all the older clips uh-huh. and then they go right into this episode. What a difference the animation is right now. Oh, yeah. It's fucking unbelievable, especially the second episode when they're on the train. Oh, my God. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. So.
0: And I got to wonder if maybe that's why they waited this long. Like they wanted to wait before they did particularly Massacre. Uh, They wanted to wait until they had, you know, the the season four animation upgrade. And then they just couldn't find anywhere before 19 episodes in to slip this into the story. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Well, not Maybe just, that's what happened. Not just animation, but sound quality. Like I had I had listened to the original Night Sisters arc high, I'm going to admit it, and with my headphones <laughs> and Mother Townsend sounded cool. Mm-hmm. This time, uh when right when the edibles hit, Mother T- Townsend showed up. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, who who is talking right now?" <laughs>
0: oh, girl. <laughs> Yeah, so, Arnia OK, I, love. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, our girl Ventress uh, has been, you know, sulking off somewhere in the galaxy for a hot minute and ha- is flying back in to Dathomir. Yep. So quick review, because it has been 26 episodes since we talked about Dathomir. Um, <clears throat> Dathomir is a remote planet in the Quelly sector of the Outer Rim. It circles a red star, which is why it is red all the time on Dathomir. Yep. Because that's the light that they're getting from their sun. Uh, The planet is covered in forests and swamplands and the dark side of the
2: force. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So there you go. That's Dathomir. That's where Savage Savage, where Asage Ventress is coming home to family,
2: and I think that's important context because as much as we love the Night Sisters and girl, I fucking love the Night Sisters. Oh, I fucking
0: love the Night Sisters.
2: Um, They are villains. (laughs) They are. (laughs) And go ahead. They are of the dark side.
0: Yeah. Oh. 10,000%. They can't help it. They're living in it. They're steeped in it from birth. And I will say, as, as, like, as we're watching, you know, Ventress fly in to the planet, last time we were on Dathomir, it was the hot topic of the galaxy.
1: You may recall.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, the improvement to the animation has definitely classed the joint up a bit. Is there a classier version of hot topic out there? Because that's where we're at now.
2: I'm trying to think. I don't know. Yeah. Have- <laughs> I, I, I'm too. I, I like the the thrift store. Okay. In Berlin,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the whole place is like is like a horror movie burlesque place. Like it's just it's fucking cool, but it is still like it's still got that vibe. But like if hot topic, hot topic grew up, you know, it just yeah. looks better. Yeah, it doesn't look quite as um like it doesn't have. What am I it's not cheap it didn't look cheap before but like you know the hot topic but i'm not even explaining this well we move on hey let's let's talk about something else <laughs> a segue
2: away from hot topic <laughs> well I, I mean in general dathomir does look more like a, a horror movie setting planet yeah and you know at the time i didn't think it looked bad it, it, but with the improvements in production like you don't know what you don't know and mm-hmm. holy shit i'm gonna have a hard time going back to the night sisters arc after this and watching that. <laughs>
0: Luckily, we don't have to go back if we don't want to. We are proceeding forward.
2: Oh, I'm going. I'm, I am going to. <laughs> well, that's something I'm, you're inflicting on yourself. Yeah, I need me some Mother Talzin so bad.
0: She's awesome.
2: Yeah. Okay,
0: so yeah, Ventress flies in and uh, she is briefly challenged by some Night Sisters, but then they recognize her. Uh, she trudges into camp and uh, hugs it out with Mother Talzin. Yeah, who, it was um, the
2: walk of shame for for a Sith. <laughs> I, <laughs> right? I failed my mission i'm getting my arm cut off oh my god
0: <laughs> she was just you know wounded in spirit and uh so shit hold on i'm trying to look it up right now because i meant to write it down earlier and i failed doop 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 do cutting this part out so i don't look stupid i'm trying to find the voice actor for mother Towson because she's back and she's amazing and i just can't remember her name off the top of my head
2: oh yeah she's that legendary lady
0: yeah, she's a maze balls. Barbara Goodson. Okay. God. Okay. Uh so she walk walk of shames, walks of shame, walk walk of shame. How do we <laughs> how do you, you past tense po, po, present progressive <laughs> convert of that uh, uh, noun? She birth? does
2: she does a walk of shame.
0: She does a walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Walk of shames into there. I decided it's walk of shames Uh, into the camp, hugs it out with mother Towson, who is being voiced by once again, always and forever. The legendary Barbara Goodson is reprising her role as mother Towson who welcomes her back with open arms and uh, is remarkably supportive. Actually, I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic at all.
1: Yeah. She's actually
0: really,
2: well, I mean, she's supportive, but we have to remember uh, Towson kind of fucked Assange over. (laughs)
0: right and like but i'm so used to the people that do the fucking over in star wars to like twirl their mustache a bit about it yeah and tallison's not tallison's like you know what it's time for you to come home take a deep breath maybe a shower and um you're gonna get your groove back yeah you're gonna you're gonna reclaim your independence and um Ventress is like, she's she's just so fucking broken about what went down with Dooku and Savage Press. Ventress is like, I have nothing. And Mother Talzin says, You have your breath,
1: your skill, and your sisters. You have everything needed to survive.
2: I love that so much.
1: And
0: so, I uh, want a pep talk. I want a pep talk from Mother Talzin.
2: I do too. Uh I could do without the baptism, but I... I I, I mean-
0: yeah <laughs> that part was a little intense,
2: but did you notice the designs on the doors behind them?
0: No, I did not
2: so it was a it was a design of a woman who was meant to be the founder of the night sisters right ooh uh but the 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 line art around that person's face reminded me exactly of the pathway art of the world between worlds.
0: No way, yeah, oh shit. I'm gonna have to go back and look now, yeah.
2: And I'm, and I'm like, does Mother Towson get like super inebriated or get super into the forest meditation and is able to receive visions from that place? Like that would be thousand cool. percent. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I it, hope so.
0: And we can ooh, put a pin in that because we can we can come back on that at the end of this episode because ooh, you know you ooh shit, you might be onto something. Okay, okay, Uh-oh. okay. Uh so we cut to uh General Grievous and he is reporting to Castle Sereno. You remember Castle Sirena, the big fancy the, sex toy castle.
2: The sex toy castle, castle yeah. sex toy, yeah. Castle sex toy, yep. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly, Dooku got a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this is like an anti-ding on the Dooku's budget woes counter.
2: This is because
0: because he spares no expense.
2: So I in this. Uh, you oh. know, uh, yeah. So yeah, we know that there are other people on Dathomir. Mm-hmm. That are probably not so savory, and right. they. I'm thinking they gave either Duku or Sidious, probably Sidious, a heads up about about her being there. Cause, Absolutely, because yeah. Sidious really wants Asajj Ventress dead. So I had a I had a conversation in my head that went like Sidious called oh, Duku and is like, "I need you to invade Dathomir," and Duku's like, "Look." I've talked about the budget before. <laughs> and, and Sidious just wires him a bunch of money. He's like, go take care of it. So I think that's what happened.
0: I cashed out all the insurance plans from the, from the, Zillow the fucking Beast. Zillow Beast incident. <laughs> 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 ah, bless. That's okay. So, so yeah, Dooku is like, tells Grievous that he has heard that Asajj Ventress is on Dathomir. And yeah, there are apparently many other clans. On Dathomir, other than the Night Sisters, the Night Sisters is just one little group, and so yeah, totally somebody ratted her out. Yeah. And but did you hear how Dooku told him to go do this? Because uh, Dooku's like, "It's time for vengeance. You need to go
2: wipe the witches out, all of them." Which was very reminiscent of when uh, Sidious tells the Federation in Phantom Menace to, to destroy mm-hmm. all of them.
0: Like it is. It's. Practically verbatim. I love it. That's just how Sith talk.
2: I know. When you become a Sith, you have to say certain things over and over again, right? Like "good," "destroy <sighs> them." I am your father. That kind sure. of stuff. You know, yeah, stuff like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> join me. Don't join, join me. me. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. And together
0: we will rule the galaxy. Right. That's a follow up. Okay. So, uh, meanwhile, back on Dathomir, um, Ventress is getting baptized. She's getting a magical bath. She's, she's pledging her loyalty to the Night Sisters. Uh, and she, so she like climbs into this, this tub, this pool, and uh-huh. they, there's a bunch of chanting, and she does a big pledge of loyalty, and there's all this green. Crazy green night sister magic floating around, and it actually lifts Ventress up, and she's having like her own little Sailor Moon magical magical girl costume change moment here, <laughs> where it like swirls all around her, and her limbs are all ah. and for a moment, like her her outfit gets like new embroidery on it. It's amazing. That's what happens. You get uh, you get <laughs> you get a wardrobe upgrade. So are you saying
2: that Ventress basically just got a makeover?
0: She did. Yeah.
2: Well, followed know.
0: followed by a party
2: Of course. That was short-lived.
1: <laughs>
0: Did you notice though during this party uh because you see, you know, ventures hanging out around like a fire, feasting with her sisters. By the way, all of the night sisters in this episode are voiced by three women. Just the random night sisters who are around. Right. Um we've got Kathleen Gaddy, who is she does another voice in uh in this episode Jamie King also known as Aura Singh
2: Uh-huh
0: and Kara Pifco also known as Orphney the freaky frog lady
2: <laughs> So
0: those three are doing all the voices of all the night sisters and so they're chatting it up with Ventress. they're like oh my god we're so glad to have you here Did you notice in the background though there are some night sisters like just shaking ass
2: Yeah they're having fun
0: But did, but the animation for their dancing looked almost exactly like the stripper pole animation for the dancing in Mass Effect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. like,
0: the Asari doing the dancing in the background, like while you're trying to have a fucking conversation.
2: I know. I'm like, can you please stop trying to seduce me for one moment so I can complete this goddamn quest? I, right? I feel that. I feel that
0: exactly. So it's that it's that level of like shimmy shake going on. So just wanted to point that out. There you go.
2: My God, yeah, I, I did. I did notice that, but I just figured they're having a good time. Whatever.
0: I mean, and and more power to them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go for yeah. it. I love it. Anyway, uh, so uh, the party goes off without a hitch and everything is peaceful and fine. Yeah, they wake up with some hangovers, but everything is okay.
2: Yeah, so the Separatist fleet showed up.
0: And it's a lot. It's a big ass fleet.
2: But it's interesting to—I mean, so they had enough intel to know that they're not going to be able to orbitally, or, 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 or destroy uh, the Night Sisters. They, because you know they're underground, their fortress is under a mountain, uh, right. so they're going to have to do a ground assault. And with a ground assault, you have to bring a lot of extra ships, like H ships. Did you see those? The H H shaped ships.
0: The ones that look like sideways skis. Yeah, those. Yeah, those. Yeah,
2: they're they're, they're they house all of the battle droids. Like all of them, like every so single many. every single type of battle droid we have seen are somewhere in this episode at some point, yeah. at least in the background or in the forefront. Because we, were... we got the B
0: ones, we got the B twos, we got the commando droids. Right. This was an expensive assault,
2: very expensive, and that was what was required to deal with the Night Sisters.
0: And it's it's what it took. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the uh, Ventress hears them coming in. She she knows the sound of incoming Separatist ships
2: because yeah. you know.
0: Did you of know? her last job
2: yeah because the fighters come in and they start bombing by the mm-hmm. way do you notice how they sounded a lot more like tie fighters than they normally do
0: yeah that sound effect is evolving
2: yeah over
0: uh, as we go through clone wars and uh i'm loving it i I, nice. I do
2: too i do too
0: i dig it i dig it um and uh, mother Townsend tells everybody to run and take cover
1: the war has come to die
2: yeah
0: because da, 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 da. up to this point, dathmir has been neutral in the war, but now the Separatists are attacking, and boy howdy, has the war arrived. It is ugly. There are so many droids, just like, it's just, it's, like, I'm worried. I'm worried for these amazing, crazy assassin warrior women with magical
2: powers, <laughs>
0: because and, anybody can be overwhelmed by enough droids.
2: Yeah, I mean, good lord. Uh Yeah, so... Thankfully, you know uh, the like you said, the Night Sisters are really good fighters, so they mm-hmm. start to um, uh, mobilize. I think is the word I'm looking for. And uh, Mother Talzin is you know going up to Asajj Ventress, who's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sad. It's my fault that they're here."
0: Right, because one of her friends, her new friends, just dies in her arms. Yeah, at, so with the initial
2: funny. yeah, right with the initial wave, and uh, Mother Talzin's like, "There is no time for regret. Now we must fight." Mm -hmm. and i'm like yes bitch let's do it let's fucking go right right and so she's
0: she sends ventress into the fray and is this where she says basically you go deal with that i'm gonna go deal with dooku
2: well she didn't say specifically that she's gonna deal with dooku but she's gonna go get reinforcements
0: well she says he should be more careful when making deals with witches (laughs) and like
1: i
2: feel like
0: that's just good advice in general
2: that's my favorite line in this episode um but that that happens later. Uh oh, okay. A little bit later. This, uh, uh, but this is where uh, you know some wave of droids uh, roll up on them right in front of the fortress, and Mother Thousand mm-hmm. casts a ninth level spell and yeah. fucking <laughs> destroys all of them. I was like, yeah. oh my god, why is she not fighting Sidious right now?
0: Well, but but also those were just single target attacks. I was really expecting more of an AOE effect out of her.
2: You yeah, know? Right. Well, I mean,
0: she is floating in a green orb. I really expected that to be more of a an area effect,
2: a, a Kamehameha kind of thing. Yeah,
0: just something, <laughs> but it really like she's floating in this green orb, and then it's like one droid, Bzz, one droid. Well, and, but it looks fucking cool.
2: It looked badass. I mean, it's absorbing blaster fire and shit too, so. Yeah, that
0: that may be part of what, that may be what the orb was, is it was a shield for the other Night Sisters to hide behind. Exactly. Um, but Mother Talzin does say that she's going to go speak with Old Daka to get reinforcements.
2: Who the hell is Old Daka?
0: Who is Old Daka? Uh, so she starts heading back towards the cave. Uh, and she sends <laughs> a couple of sisters to go fetch her a small metallic orb and bring it to the secret cave. Mm. And she's gonna go talk to old Daka. Okay, right. So we're gonna be confused about that for a minute because right now we need to watch Ventures fight, fight, fighty fight, fight. fight, fight. Yep. Oh my god, and it's badass. Amazing.
2: It's just so badass,
0: <laughs> y'all. This fight sequence is so fucking cool because seeing Ventures just cut fucking loose on droids is oh. Mwah.
1: I love And it's not so just much. her.
0: It's a <laughs> no. little army of Ventresses. It's a little fucking scary-ass pack of Ventresses. Um, and they've I, got these, yeah. these energy bows. Do you know anything about their energy bows?
2: Okay, so again, we we had. I, I, you may not remember the conversation we had. I can't help mm-hmm. that there is a connection with Omega.
0: Right. Because
2: they're the same fucking bow.
0: Right, exactly. You know, I remember. I remember that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Huh, we're good. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't have any information other than the fact that I'm kinda of worried that Omega is somehow connected to the Night Sisters because of that one particular thing.
0: Well, where did they I can't even remember. It's been so long since I watched The Bad Batch. Where did they even get that bow?
2: She had it on her, didn't she? No, I no, wish. she picked it up. You know, I haven't seen Bad Batch in such a long time either. I don't remember Oh
0: no, I guess it's time for a rewatch. I guess Damn. so.
1: <laughs> Hi, Hunter. Oh, Hi, oh, Daddy shit. Hunter. <laughs>
0: What's up, Rambo Dad? How right? are you doing? Mm. Okay, anyway. okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so the fucking the fight is amazing. There's just one particular night sister who's like, I just kept thinking of her as kick ass mohawk night sister. <laughs> I have the same thing. Because she looks like she walked straight out of like a slayer concert to come to this fight. She's awesome.
2: I I I <laughs> actually I wrote down badass Mohawk Thunderdome bitch.
0: Nice. Yes, exactly. Very much. Um, so then, you know, the fight's not going great. Uh, it's very much an even match. So Grievous decides to literally level the playing field a little bit. <laughs> Bring so what out the
2: Defoliator. D-
0: the Defoliator. Do you remember the Defoliator?
2: I remember it very well.
0: <laughs> oh would yeah. You like so a,
2: would you like a quick a quick uh, review of the defoliator?
0: <laughs> the the one from uh, the Defenders of Peace episode.
2: Yep. Yeah, uh yeah, Back so in the day just Yes a, please. Just a quick uh uh, <laughs> uh I did have to go back and watch Defenders of Peace. <laughs> Let's talk about like animation whiplash. Holy wow, shit. Wow. Yeah. Right?
0: Wasn't that season two?
2: E- episode uh, season one, episode fourteen. Oh shit. It was season one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was that the Lermans?
2: Yes. Aww. and they were getting their asses blown up by the defoliator the you know.
0: defoliator you have to say it like that because it was george takei it was
2: i know i'm defoliator. sorry
0: defoliator
2: uh so just a quick reminder the, the Mordian general lock third of the <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's was a, it's still a bad
0: name it's still, still a, a bad, bad name. name still a
2: terrible name but at star wars uh he developed the original version of the defoliator which was you know, destroyed. Uh, this is a miniaturized version of the Defoliator. That's, uh, Indeed. Uh, and that's why it's not quite as devastating. But also, if you were to destroy it, it wouldn't cause a big boom afterwards either. So there's that.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like that was uh, one of the few times that the Separatists were like, hey, big-ass crazy weapon. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and improve that design and yeah. use it again. Like, they don't always do that.
2: Yeah. My only criticism of this episode was that they didn't really highlight the fact that this theme wouldn't affect any of the droids, but that's fine. So much shit was happening at this point. I was just Mm -hmm. happy. I was happy for the reference.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was extremely effective against the the forest that was around there and really good at making the Night Sisters have to run for their lives.
2: Yeah. It it took out their ability to do commando uh, tactics.
0: Yeah, because they got up in the trees, and they were, mm-hmm. like, shooting them down from the trees and stuff. And so, yeah, that removed that entire advantage.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: which sucks. So, uh, was that it for the Defoliator?
2: That's it, because, uh, cause, again, Asajj Ventress ain't going to put up with shit. She uh, hijacks a tank and takes out the Defoliator.
0: Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she do. And it was hot.
2: Ooh, it was great. <laughs>
0: I can love it. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so then we have uh we meet old Daka, yeah, yeah. So Mother Talzin goes back into this cave and she speaks very respectfully to a tiny little ancient night sister with a giant headdress, because that's how that works. As your body shrinks, you have to wear a taller and taller headdress. I'm
2: I'm doing Make it. Yourself
0: taller, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is old Daka. Old Daka is the oldest and wisest of the night sisters. And, um, I don't, I, I can't, her voice freaks me the fuck out.
1: Then I will begin the Chant of Resurrection.
2: It's both awesome and extremely gross at the same time. Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm like, just clear, just just clear, can we get her some tea? Can we, (laughs) can we get old Daka a cup of tea? Or is the, the sound like you're, like you're drowning in your own spit? Is that part of the chant to raise the dead? Is that... Is that part of the magic? Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Either way, she's a
2: very powerful force user.
0: She's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Old Daka is being voiced by Kathleen Gaddy. Uh, Kathleen Gaddy is a TV veteran. If you have watched anything on TV, you have almost certainly seen her before. Um, she did years on General Hospital and All My Children. Hmm. Um, we were just talking in Marvelous Divas about how uh the environment of soap operas you know we make fun of soap operas just sort of as a society we make fun of soap operas but there's such an incredible crucible for actors absolutely and you get amazing actors out of soap operas because it's such intense work uh and so she came from that she also had a stint on arrow and uh a season of 24 back in the day remember 24
2: Fucking everybody was in twenty four.
0: Well, yeah, because we had to push that propaganda show for just as long as we possibly could. <laughs> just, just milk that red, white, and blue teat for all it was worth.
2: Uh, she, she, she makes that a criticism, but my my co host has probably watched every single episode of that show.
0: That's not true. Oh. Uh, not every episode. I have, I did, well, <laughs> recall that, uh, to whom I am, I am wed. And, uh, right. my husband really loved that show. Uh, but even he quit it after a while.
2: Really? I not Because know. it became
0: like yet another day in the life of an impossible badass. So, like, there's only so many times in so many ways you can do that. And also the politics of the situation just became too fucking real. Right. And so. Yeah, yeah.
2: I have, I only watched season one, which I loved, and I will I will still regard. Isn't that it. the
0: one with the cougar attack? E-
2: I don't remember because I watched- I
0: believe it was watched- Jack's daughter gets attacked by a fucking mountain lion.
2: Yes. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and somehow that's the most believable thing that happens on all of that show.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did enjoy the show until I learned enough about politics to find the show terrifying.
2: So. Yeah yeah
0: okay, so anyways Star Wars
2: back to Star um, Wars Meanwhile, back to
0: Star Wars, old <laughs> Daca is doing a chant to raise a literal army of the dead,
2: yeah, so way back in the day, <laughs> we did refer to these really disgusting flesh sacks that were just hanging off every tree. yes, come to find out <laughs> there is a body in there so here's the thing. I have some so details. Cruel. Oh, no. I have some
0: details on the graveyard of the Night Sisters. Would you like to hear it? Go ahead. So the graveyard of the Night Sisters is actually constructed by the Night Sisters to look to an untrained eye like exactly like the forest that's around their home. So that you don't know, unless you're a Night Sister approaching this place, if you're standing under a tree or under a grave. Because that's part of the tactics as well. That's part of the strategery surrounding the placement of this graveyard so uh this graveyard is they have these these structures that are built out of like rancor bones
2: oh cool
0: that are so that they can be as large as trees they are built to look exactly like trees uh and they're like covered in in animal skins to look like tree bark and if you look closely in the animation you can tell the difference between a graveyard tree and an actual tree Uh, and part of the difference uh, is the graveyard trees don't burn
2: Right, right.
0: Because they're not trees. (laughs) Ah, Anyway, um. so yeah, they've got these cool, like, very much, you know, Tim Burton wishes he was this cool with these cool arching over bone trees. And hanging from these trees are these sacks made of animal skin that are shaped exactly like the large fruits that hang off of the actual trees. So this is entirely deliberate
2: wow they're, i did not notice this, any. i did not know any of this this is amazing. yeah they're
0: making this mock forest so you might not even realize until you are in the middle of this horror show that that you're not surrounded by natural forest anymore that you are in fact about to have a bunch of fucking mummified night sisters dropped on your head because that's what's inside the sack of animal skins
2: oh, it was so fucking fucked up
0: It's so fucking metal, dude! (laughs) I fucking love it! I love it! So yeah, old Doc is doing some chanting and she's sending out some creepy green energy. It's highly visible green energy, by the way, let's make a note of that. Mm -hmm. Highly visible green energy trailing out of this hidden cave, out into the graveyard of the Night Sisters. And it starts weaving around the sacks of animal skin that split open and drop what? On the ground?
2: Fucking zombies.
1: Fucking zombies! (laughs) Now, those those of y'all who
2: have been playing or have played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, you know how fucking horrible these things are. Like, Mm. they're fucking horrible to fight. They move... Like they're like a, a zombie types worst nightmare. They move freakishly fast.
0: They're so fast.
2: Uh they have like very like I know I, I remember reading this once from uh, Fallen Order. Their their ends of their fingers are filed down to be particularly sharp.
1: Oh my god. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: God. <laughs> and anyway, they're horrifying. I have nightmares about them now. Thank you uh and Stephanie. Uh, we that. get that
0: one that one that gets right up in the camera and screams.
1: I
2: hate it. With her and her
0: jaw just unhinges off of her face. I hate <laughs> it. Oh so I
2: hate it.
0: <laughs> love it. <sighs> okay. So, fast zombies. Oh, uh, the defoliator is actually still going because it took the zombies overwhelming the droids and just ripping them to shreds to clear out the tank so that Ventures could jump in the tank, right. turn it around, and shoot the defoliator. So right, that's the right, thing. Right. Um, and these zombies are just fucking destroying, destroying these droids. It is so much fun to watch you guys. Yeah, yeah seriously.
2: It, it, yeah, we can't, we can't describe it, uh, I can't, can't do it give justice. it enough justice. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, and it's you know, so droids
2: are not programmed to fight zombies.
0: <laughs> no, they're also not, they don't have fear. They're not like freaked out by this, but they are definitely not capable of dealing with it. No. Because the thing about zombies is they don't care if you shoot them. Yeah. And that's all these droids have. I love it. Is is shooty is not working for them it's awesome Uh, is that the technical (laughs) term (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it it is in fact you should look it up on wikipedia Uh, okay (laughs) meanwhile back in the cave we have mother talzin and her Mm. uh her little errand sisters have brought her the metallic orb Mm -hmm. what's in the orb chris
2: a lock of count dooku's hair
0: Oh, he's so fucked. <laughs> now, How do you let her get a lock of your hair,
1: sir?
2: Well, as we already <sighs> have as we have already had canoned, those two, banged, <laughs> th- those two, those two have fucking banged. <laughs> they really have. And she
0: probably ripped it out in the throes of passion.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. However, yeah, get
1: that
0: image out of your mind, guys. But
2: Go I, ahead. but I no, but I don't, <laughs> but I don't think it was the hair by itself that was the only spell component of what she's about to do. I also think the tea that Dooku drank back yeah. in the day was another mm-hmm. aspect of the spell. I, I, my head cannon, but that's that's what I believe.
0: Like maybe like that getting into his system is like a tie to the spell. Exactly. Sure. Go with it.
2: I I I I believe Mother Towson had a nuclear weapon in her back pocket for Doo <clears throat> do. It went Oh went, wow. Yeah.
0: It's so good too. So her a little assistance, uh run and fetch her a bathtub. That's what it looks like. It was a fucking bathtub. Yeah. Uh, it, it's her cauldron.
1: Look,
2: and... they don't have Ikea and Dathomir, Stephanie. <laughs> okay? They gotta work Can with what they got. Can you imagine
0: the Ikea on Dathomir? Uh,
2: no. It's already... Regular <laughs> Ikea... Is <laughs>
0: already terrifying enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I'm picturing an Ikea and a Hot Topic in, in one.
0: <laughs> the unholy product of their union. <laughs> Can you imagine a Hot Topic you can't find your way out of? Oh, my God. (laughs) Because it just the path keeps folding back and back on itself. You're like, I'm looking at checkerboard suspenders again. What is this?
2: (laughs) I've seen that same Cure shirt ten times.
0: (laughs) No, it's a different Cure shirt because I see a Cure shirt over here. Oh, no. no. Making fun of Hot Topic. Like, maybe I wouldn't love to go shopping in Hot Topic right now. Okay.
2: I also have, like, three Cure shirts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we know we know who we are.
2: Yeah. It's fine. I, I have purchased things from Hot Topic, y'all don't calm, oh, your, yeah. calm your shit down,
0: <laughs> especially now that uh, Hot Topic has so much Disney merch. I'm surprised you're not actually there right now.
2: They have Disney merch. Oh, baby. Uh, uh Y'all, thank you for listening to Dark Side Divas. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go to the mall.
0: No, sit down. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the bathtub cauldron. <laughs> She, <laughs> she drops the lock of hair in and it turns into a creepy little wax Dooku
1: doll.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is bad, bad. That fucking is so news.
2: bad. So bad for so many reasons.
0: And she picks up the doll and then she turns it face down towards the boiling cauldron. Smash cut to Dooku, who starts getting boils on his face.
2: Yeah. By the way, did you notice his uh, desk got an upgrade? Like He has like, Did it. much nicer monitors now, and they're purple, and they're all in HD and shit. No,
0: I was too busy looking at the fact that the Sith Lord was in horrendous pain.
2: Yeah, I I, I noticed that. I was like, oh, he, he switched from PC to Mac. For good, good, for, good for her. Good for her.
1: Good for her.
0: <laughs> Again, you know he just siphoned off some of the funds for this assaults. <laughs> <like, laughs> right, he's like... <laughs> Mama I can, needs a new desk set up. <laughs>
2: right, I need a new desk, I can finally pay the janitor, I can finally... <laughs> I can get the gardeners in here to deal with those fucking flowers and get that fucking <laughs> box out of the backyard.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all revolves in jail. He's not going to come dismantle that fucking thing. Yeah, I know. Okay. Anyway. anyway, so meanwhile, Dooku is writhing and in ridiculous pain. And his magna guards, by the way, do you notice, are just standing there. Because they, don't, they even, don't... What are they going to do? They're like, what are we...
2: There's no, I, I don't see a problem. Why
0: None of my programming is for dealing with you having a boo-boo on your face. So right? I'm just going to stand here. <laughs>
2: like, yep.
0: And this is what happens when you surround yourself with robots.
2: Yeah. yeah. That you're not
0: like close personal friends with. Yeah. Anyway, back on Dathomir, Ventress manages to fight her way all the way to General Grievous. Fuck yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. You know, watch the fuck out for her, and uh, she challenges Grievous to single combat.
1: Prove you're the greater warrior. If I win, your army leaves. If you win, the Night Sisters will surrender to you.
2: Okay, now this caused a debate with me and my oh, partner no. and other people. Uh, Grievous, uh, so Asajj Ventress is like, "Let's fight you and me. If I win, your you motherfuckers get out. If I lose, then we'll surrender." Uh grievous never agrees to this ever he never says yes
0: no he just says because she's like prove to me that you're the better warrior because she knows that's the taunt that's going to get him because he's grievous and then he just says i was always a better warrior than you he doesn't actually agree to the terms right yeah because he's there to kill her right he's there to kill everyone
2: and even if he did he wouldn't have fucking honored that agreement give me a fucking Mm -mm. break give me a fucking break no
0: if he won the fight against Ventress, he would have killed everyone. He, there was no accepting surrender here,
2: right? You hear that, Grievous? Simps, which apparently there are. Uh, Grievous, right? Grievous is a wretched, <laughs> wretched, evil person. No,
0: but he was a really honorable warrior no. from like way, way back, and the no. only reason he's bad now is because the Jedi. Jedi are bad, not him.
2: Grievous yeah, is okay. Grievous
0: is a critically precious little meow, meow. I, I, I still, I, love
2: him. I still don't understand that that part of fandom. I'm I sorry. don't get it either. I don't get it.
0: Like here's here's the thing, here's a fatal flaw in any fandom, but I think specifically, particularly deeply in the Star Wars fandom, is the tendency to see the narrative element of throwing in details to make a villain more relatable, to make you understand a little bit more why they are the villain, and to take that detail and blow it way the fuck out of proportion and make it the thing that makes the villain good. The yep. thing that makes the villain not relatable, but justified.
2: 100%.
0: That's not what we're trying to do. Knowing that Grievous has a backstory that is admittedly, um, difficult, tragic, and traumatic does not justify the genocides plural that he has committed since.
2: Genocide
0: Gen- Genocide?
2: Genocide? I don't know. Gen- but genocide? I- agreed, agreed, 100%.
0: And it's really bad. They do it. They do it a lot with Anakin. They do it a lot with Kylo. Yeah. Like, no. Knowing that Ben Solo lives inside Kylo Ren does not absolve Ben Solo or Kylo Ren of everything he did.
2: Right, that's kind of why it was convenient that he died at the end. But yeah, we'll talk talk about that in twenty years. When
0: we get there, we'll (laughs) talk about my theory that he—it was actually kind of a Yoda thing, where you're like, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really hard conversation.
2: (laughs) Uh, You have a sister. sister. Uh. (laughs) Ray. I love you. Uh.
0: (laughs) I love you so much, but I do not want to explain my war crimes to all of your friends. Bye. I don't want to go to jail. Uh. (laughs) Okay, it's actually more nuanced than that, but we'll get there in 20 years when we finally get to the rise of Skywalker. Okay. Anyway, so hey, back in this episode, back in season four of Clone Wars, so the fight's about to go down.
2: Yeah, and uh, did you notice all the parallels between uh, Ventress's fight and uh, with Grievous and Obi Wan's fight with Grievous? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except except Asajj Ventress is of the dark side, right? So she starts getting she's a lot more aggressive, mm-hmm. and she doesn't put up with any of Grievous's tricks, so fucking ever.
0: She doesn't let him posture. Nope. She doesn't let it, no. But these two have hated each other oh, from my way god. back.
2: Oh my god! Yes.
0: Yeah. They, um, you know, the, the one time that we saw them having to work together, it was not great. Nope. They hated every second of that. And so honestly, I think they were both really hoping it would come to this. Yeah. Because, yeah. 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 It is time to destroy. Uh, so they are fighting and their, their duel is actually really great. Um, but while that duel is going on, Mother Talzin, back in the cave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she looks
0: at the little wax doll in her hand and goes, "You will know terrible pain," and just drops it in the cauldron.
2: And Duku is on, like he is suffering. He is, he,
0: he is thrashing. He's, he had to go to bed. He was in so much pain, and now he's laying on his bed. Ba- on his bed. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear me say her? What is happening? You're
2: getting, you're getting a little Alabama with your Texas accent there. <sighs>
0: anyway Dooku is thrashing in agony he's in so much pain he's covered in all of these like really painful looking sores it's awesome, fuck him (laughs) I agree yes
2: I, I, Um, I enjoyed this myself except, well there was one part okay
0: Okay, so Ventress disarms, uh successfully disarms Grievous, gets him on his back, and I count this moment as a half a ding on the Grievous running away counter. Agreed. Because she cuts off a couple of his hands, his lightsabers have scattered, he has nothing, so he just signals all the surrounding droids to start firing.
2: <laughs> and he laughs when he yeah, says that. No-
0: we're not having a fair fight
2: here <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not and unfortunately, uh this is where things start to get a little sad because a lot of night sisters are killed,
0: yeah and uh yeah, they get there's it's bad because um the the zombies are also attacking um but they just you know everybody's gonna anybody would get overwhelmed by sufficient numbers of droids. Yep, it's bad. And so, like, Ventress gets shot. The kick-ass Mohawk Knight sister gets killed trying to help her get away, and, and like, tells tells Ventress to run.
2: Yeah, doom Doom has come, and you need to get the fuck out right now.
0: Exactly. Uh, Dooku calls Grievous, and through his own searing agony, tells him.
1: Grievous. <sighs> must stop Mother Talzin before she kills me.
2: And Grievous, uh, Grievous is like, oh, God, okay, fine. We can't pay <laughs> attention to Asaj Ventress anymore. We have to go kill Mother Towson now.
0: Exactly. And uh, Dooku tells him, follow the magic. It's going to look like a green mist. Look around, find that, and follow it to where she's hiding and kill her. And he does. It's actually a really obvious trail.
2: Yeah, pretty
1: much. To scream at
2: So, him. yeah. And then shortly after that is where we see Mother Talzin coming out of Dooku's body.
0: Yes! And, In a spectral form, she rips forth from his chest.
1: <laughs>
2: I love it. And I love this whole part, like, way too much, actually. And, you know, <laughs> she she basically is like, get the uh, your people need to get the fuck out or else. And he's like, I will never fucking... Uh, deal with you, blah, 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 because you're going to keep plotting against me or whatever. Exactly. And 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 of course she will. And she's like, oh, don't get me wrong. You're
1: going to die either way. It's only a matter of how painful (laughs) you'll be. (laughs) Exactly. I love that.
0: (laughs) She's like, sparing your life was never an option. I'm going to kill you You're
2: going to die. However, I... I have to disagree with the animators with one choice they made at the very end of this part. Okay. So when she's going back down,
0: uh-huh.
2: It looks like she's about to <laughs> Go back go back to the, go back and watch that scene and tell me it's and tell me I'm wrong.
0: God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, You're not. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I didn't notice that, but, uh, I mean, it tracks. Sure. I mean, she has a big smile
2: on her face and she's lowering down uh, to the lower chest crotch area, you know, I mean.
0: All right. So meanwhile, (laughs) General Grievous follows the trail of magic back to the cave and easily kills old Daka. Uh,
2: I hate this part.
0: Second she dies, every single zombie drops.
2: Hate this part.
0: Here's the thing. Did you notice the moment where like the droids, all the, the droids are standing around, they're like fighting all these zombies and then the zombies just suddenly drop and the droids are looking around. It is exactly like the moment in the Battle of Naboo when all the battle droids got turned off and they all drop and the Gungans are just looking around.
2: I did not notice that. That's interesting. It's the
0: same thing. Yeah.
2: Huh. No, I didn't. So I didn't notice go. that. But that's awesome.
0: So fuck, there's no more zombies. That's it. Everybody's dead.
2: Yeah. And the Sisters are all killed, like literally massacred.
0: Yeah, um, and Talzin, ah, like she kind of turns into a green cloud and flies away. But I don't think that means she lives. Not really.
2: I think she purposely turns herself into a dark side force ghost, and she becomes yeah. one and she becomes one with the cosmic force.
0: And she sticks around for just long enough to finish out this episode. Um, <clears throat> Grievous knocks over the cauldron, which apparently breaks the spell on Dooku. So back on Sereno, Dooku just starts vomiting up green magic.
1: Uh.
0: Which may lend credence to your theory that the tea that he drank nine years ago is actually the key that was the connection.
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: There you go. Um, it's like, it's a- like
2: gum. It never leaves your intestinal track.
0: Blech. Yeah. Blech. <clears throat> so we get to see an injured Ventress running off through the forest, and the creepy green ghost of Mother Talzin appears before her and tells her it is over, and that she will need to follow her own path now. Yeah. And we zoom out on a very sad Ventress, all alone in the dark red forest of Dathomir.
2: No! Sad,
1: sad, sad. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. No
2: more hot topics. so like what the fuck
0: i that's it the witches of dathomir are dead at least those those witches there's like here's the thing there's this thing that we do in star wars where we assume when you win one fight on a planet you won the whole planet right and that just ain't true but okay (laughs)
2: Well we know there uh according to canon cuz in fallen order there is a night sister character we know at least there's one more.
0: Well that's the thing according to you know <clears throat> online sources and people that I've seen chatting about it uh on the interwebs, uh there are other clans. There's other tribes. You know, right. there's there's the Knight brothers at the very least. Right. There's there's a bunch of, you know, fucking dudes with horns. Oh shit, was Zabrak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on
0: the other side of the planet, you know? Like so there are other tribes, there are other groups. But I guarantee you, Dooku does not want this fucking planet. No. It has no strategic importance to them. Other than being a giant well of power of the dark side of the force. And so, no, I this mission accomplished. Vengeance exacted. As far as everybody knows, Ventress is dead. Everybody's dead. We're done here. And I think the Separatist forces leave. They're not going to try and occupy fucking Daphneur. The place that has semi-sentient rancors living on it? No, I don't think so. Uh
1: Uh-uh. Nope.
2: Nope. Nope.
0: We're out. Nope. Nope. Anyway, so is that all we have for episode 19, Massacre?
2: That's all we have for Massacre, which was right. kind of a sad episode, a sad ending to an episode. Yeah. Yeah. God.
0: I mean, they they went out with a bang, but fuck, they went out. Yeah. Very sad.
2: Very sad. I am very okay. sad. Okay.
0: Are we ready to move on to the next episode? I am ready. Oh, hold on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Can you imagine if I got you a porg?
0: <laughs> do they do they do it too? Oh,
2: they sure do. They all they all make noises.
0: <laughs> this is amazing, but um, it needs to shut the fuck up now. I am trying to do a
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, <clears throat> so we move on to season four, episode twenty. Bounty. Ooh, mm. uh, the fortune cookie is who we are never changes. Who we think we are. Okay.
2: Okay. Cool. Um, I don't know what that means.
0: (laughs) That's that's actually kind of depressing. Um, I would like for who we are to change too. Like, let's make any changes we want to our personal settings, right? Right?
2: (laughs) Star Wars, why are you being so real right now?
0: (laughs) I'm feeling personally attacked. What's the announcer bit? Let's go on.
2: Abandoned. After an assassination attempt by his forsaken apprentice, Asajj Asaj Ventress, Count Dooku launches a brutal counterattack against the Night Sisters, massacring the entire clan, forced God into exile. Yeah. Thanks for a reminder, by the way. Forced into <laughs> exile, Ventress wanders far into the Outer Rim, among the castaways and vagabonds of the galaxy, seeking her new life that was foretold by Mother Talzin. Bum, bum, bum. Why do not you just say fucking Tatooine?
0: It's just Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. She, she wear on Tatooine.
2: Like Outer Rim, Losers, Vagabonds, Tatooine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 Tatooine. Um, so yeah, here she is on Tatooine. Uh she's got a new outfit. She's got a new look.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: um quick note about actually part of her outfit. She's got some pieces of armor on. Oh. And her shoulder piece has like a twisty black snake on it. And that is that was a deliberate choice by the costume designer because snakes are so often misunderstood to be dangerous and evil when they are not.
2: Oh. So we're starting
0: to see that maybe Ventress is evolving into someone who is not quite as dangerous, or rather, not quite as evil <laughs> as she might look. Okay. Like the, the, there's some wiggle room for some misunderstanding. She's evolving. Maybe it's also a shedding your skin thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, so Ventures uh, wanders to the nearest cantina and yep. starts ordering moody shots at the bar.
2: She wants to get drunk. She doesn't want anyone to talk to her, and she wants to get nope. drunk. That's it.
0: She would like to get her drink on, please.
2: However. She's,
0: gone. however.
2: <laughs> I love this part so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me, Chris, uh-huh. um, neither of us have much hair, but you have less than I do, so... If you were trying to get your drink on at the bar and somebody sidled up to you and said,
2: What's a pretty bald babe like you going in a desert like this?
0: Would uh, would that drop your panties?
2: Uh, fuck no. <laughs> well... That's such a shitty well, lie. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Who is the person that's delivering this? Uh, this guy. This guy right here. Oh, the one with the bust- tentacles. Bust- tentacle well, mustache? Well, yeah, tentacles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, some tentacles are fine, Kit Fisto.
2: <laughs> no i would but i would i would i would do what Ventress did i would bust out my lightsaber and fucking kill his ass
1: <laughs>
0: she does just fucking kills him they have a really great exchange uh where he gets real aggressive like she tells him to get lost yeah he does not so she says she kills him and announces to the room that she's not much of a talker <laughs>
2: yeah. now question It the mm-hmm. band that's playing is that friggin' dan and the model nodes
0: um I don't think so because it was just the one Biff, right? As far as I could see. Oh, they went um, solo. Yeah, and um, maybe that was just Figurin Dan sends modal nodes.
2: Oh, they broke up. Oh,
0: but it's temporary. They're going to get back together. Right, this okay, is good. just like you know he's just going out. This is like John when he went out to do projects with Yoko. That's all it is. <laughs> Anyway.
2: I'll be your double fantasy. I'm sorry, what?
0: (laughs) I just say that I love everything about Ventress's entire fuck-off attitude in this episode. I love her so much. Like, she knows she's the baddest bitch. And not everybody in the room is aware of that. And they will learn one way or another about that. So, Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, what's next? Uh, Someone, uh, uh,
2: the bartender informs Ventress that uh, there's another drink on the house. Uh, or that was paid for by some lizard dude in the corner.
0: Right. There is a Trandoshan at a table that is waving her over.
2: And and, and, he, and immediately uh, I'm like, oh, God damn it, Bosk.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So she takes the drink and she goes over and he introduces himself as Bosk. And Ugh. he informs her that she just killed a member of his team. <laughs> <laughs> that they are bounty hunters and they've got a job. And so... Um, Hey, you need to take his place on our team. And if you don't, we are going to rat you out for having stolen lightsabers, because she says she stole them, and for just murdering somebody with them. So,
2: And I'm going to report you to the Huts, by the way, because we're on Tatooine, so that's kind of... Right. A, that's he a- says
0: authorities, but he's talking about
2: the Huts, Right. And v- Ventress is smart. She's like, I ain't going to fuck with that.
0: yeah no want no part of that at all nope Mm. nope nope i i I
2: do love her like when he says uh, when boss is like oh you killed one of our our group mates asajj had a very oops my bad mentality like oh oh. (laughs) well,
0: yeah she does not give a fuck Didn't give a fuck fuck. um quick reminder uh boss is voiced by d bradley baker so that's nice shocked good to see him well he doesn't have much the fuck else to do
2: right in this episode right so
0: <clears throat> uh, and, but the, he is sitting at a booth with a, uh, a young lady, uh, who has very striking appearance. Uh, she's got like this hot pink skin and some horns and, and such. And, uh, that is Lats Rossi. Rossi? Rossi. Rossi. Lats. 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 Rossi.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: she is voiced by a lady named Claire Grant. Claire Grant apparently is pretty big in the cosplay community. Um, like i don't know i'm i'm not huge in the cosplay community but apparently she is fairly well known she is also uh the wife of Seth Green so there you go
1: Oh. yeah
0: and uh she is you know she's playing Lazzarazzi, who is a female feelin feelin right uh not a lot of information about feelins they are fucking what are you doing oh my god what i just felt a thump as something hit the base of my chair, there is a, a defeated Lothcat at the base of my chair, and Boomer is sitting next to where the Lothcat was sitting on the shelf and looking at me like, Fuck you gonna do about it.
2: Wait, Boomer tried my, to take Boomer tried to take out the Lothcat?
0: She did, she just knocked it over. She was like, fuck this thing.
2: I yeah. love this oh so God. much.
0: My real cat just tried to murder my <laughs> my toy cat. <laughs> And I'm not gonna do anything to indicate to her that she was unsuccessful. You're right, that's a corpse. You win. Good job. (laughs) Please don't kill me in my sleep tonight, for sake.
2: (laughs) I am loving (sighs) I am loving this gift.
0: (laughs) Scared the shit out
2: of me. Oh (sighs) my god.
0: God damn it. Okay, female feelings. They're very rare. There's not a lot of information about them out there. They are um, sentient n- near human species. Most notable for their very brightly colored hair and skin, uh, and the little horns that they have. Uh, they are renowned for their artistic flair and beauty. There, that's Lotserazzi. Okay,
2: and Whew. she likes to and she likes to wield a vibro whip.
0: Is that what that was? I was going to ask you. That's
2: what that was. Yeah,
0: because it looks like like it's just like a shawl. That she's wearing, but then later she starts fucking using that to murder people.
2: Yeah, it's a vi it's it's a it's a vibro whip, apparently. It's so
0: fucking cool. It this, is this is another one of those episodes where we're like, God damn, bounty hunters are the coolest people in the galaxy.
2: I know, I know.
0: God damn they're good. They're so oh, I love it. So, uh Ventress is like, eh, I need the money. Right. And um why not? I've got nothing better to do. Uh we'll go with you. And so they're leaving the bar. Did you see who left the bar right before them?
2: Embo with a wolf?
0: Embo. Embo with his pet, uh, his pet, uh, Anub, Anuba, Anuba, that's what they're called. I was trying to say Anubis, and no, that's not what it is, Anuba, because we're making a play on the word, not using the actual word. Damn it.
2: So, So question. So this episode happens right after Embo tries to, you know, kidnap the Chancellor? Yeah. But he's not in jail.
0: He's not in jail. We don't know how. We don't know why.
2: All right. Embo's going to Embo, I guess.
0: Embo going to Embo. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he had some kind of trade secrets or just a way to break out of jail, which apparently is just not that hard. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it's Embo. Uh, And somewhere along the line, he picked up a big scary wolf looking guy. uh, And we will actually get to know that Anuba better in a later episode, I think, next season. Um his name is Marok, and he was designed by Dave Filoni.
2: Because so. Dave Filoni likes wolves.
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Anyway, I was so happy to see them, and then they left. So,
2: <laughs> well, there were a lot of guest spots in this episode too. Like, yeah. if you're look, if you're keeping an eye on the background during the whole walking through uh, whatever Tatooine settlement they're in. It's like a who's who of every, every character that was ever featured in, like, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones when they were on Tatooine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, you know, everything from, I have a note, like, uh, is that Waddle uh, sleeping on top of a speeder outside oh, wow. of the uh, entrance to the bar? Um, stuff like that. So there's nice. a lot of little lot of little, lot of little details.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: love it. I love that they do that. Um, I think it's probably just everybody they had a character model for. Or that could work was yeah. thrown in there. Um, so Ventress follows uh, Bosk and Lots to go meet the rest of the team, and they walk past Dengar.
1: Hi, hey, Bosk, who's your girlfriend? Shut up, Dengar.
0: Dengar, here's the thing. Uh a lot <laughs> a lot of people like this is Dengar, we first met Dengar in real world time in the original trilogy. Right. Uh he was for to me he was just the bounty hunter with the unfortunate skin condition right and what looked like some really poorly tended bandages wrapped around his head you know there's something a little barren harkonnen about him
2: <laughs> yeah i agree yeah
0: yeah uh but no it, this is him much younger uh apparently uh so hey you want to know about dengar <laughs>
2: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Dengar is a Corellian human male bounty hunter, uh, and he is voiced by Simon Pegg.
2: Wait, what?
0: That's Simon Pegg. No way. Scotty from the Star Trek reboot, Sean of the Dead, notorious Star Wars nerd, Von Karplot. Yes.
2: That's badass. I I love that. I love that. Okay.
0: Um, And for a long time, uh, and people thought, as I did, that the cloth wrapped around Dengar from the original trilogy's head was bandages. Actually, it was always supposed to be like a turban. It was just badly done
2: Oh God! Uh,
0: in the original trilogy. So that's why George Lucas insisted that when they put Dengar in this episode, they give it a little more of a tidy appearance with like some patterns or something. So it looks like an actual piece of clothing and not an ace bandage or toilet paper sort of haphazardly thrown on his head.
2: Hey Dave Filoni, can you do a thing that I never bothered to do? Okay, thanks.
0: Yeah. Can, yeah. can you do something with a little more cultural sensitivity than I ever had? Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's it. Yeah. That's it.
0: So anyway, uh, so we meet, uh they walk past Dengar, and Dengar's like, hey, who who's that? Uh but they <laughs> Bosk is not taking him to taking ventures to meet Dengar. He's taking ventures to meet his boss. Who's his boss?
2: Boba Fett.
0: Little teenage Boba Fett.
2: Well, he is a teenager, but we will find out in this episode. He's quite the badass now, so oh, yeah. I'm kind of okay with it.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. No, he's he's I fucking love little Boba Fett in this episode. Um they there I did find a particular a specific production note stating that he is not in Django Fett's armor. Because it would be too big for him.
2: I I said the same exact thing to my partner earlier today. He's like, that's Boba. He's too small to fit in his armor because Beskar doesn't exactly shrink down.
0: No, it doesn't. It's not a magic item. It won't resize itself to you as soon as you attune to it. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen here. Uh, He's actually just going to have to grow into his daddy's armor. Right. So, But for now, he has a whole other set of armor. And he... They did such a good job. I just, it's gotta be the same character model that they used, um, from when Obi-Wan slash Hardeen was in prison. But I didn't notice it as much then because it was just immediately a fight, right? But this character model, my God, they did a good job creating a teenage clone trooper. I
2: know. I love it. I love it.
0: He looks great. So and, uh, also, Boba Fett is being voiced by Daniel Logan. I love that too. And it's so good to hear him back again.
2: Yeah. Uh just, yeah. fucking. So Boba it. Fett's the leader of Yeah. Crate's Claw, his group. That's a group.
0: It's it's not specifically mentioned in the episode, but yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the group. Uh, mm-hmm. He is accompanied by a crazy ass looking droid, C twenty one High Sener uh, this droid has quite a storied, uh, back, uh, backstory in comics and books. Yeah. We will not go there because <laughs> there is a lot of, unfortunately there's a few legend stuff and I'm like, what is oh, fucking okay. canon? What's not canon? Anyway, uh, this is a death droid <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. uh, a combat droid. Uh, it is actually, uh, uh, loosely based on some original concept art of battle droids when they were doing pre-production for Phantom Menace. Uh, nice. Also, loosely based off of a droid that I think makes an appearance in A New Hope in the Cantina. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this thing uh, doesn't talk apparently, or this- yeah, it just
0: makes it makes machine noises.
2: Yeah, like R two R two does, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a deadly fucking a droid. Um, oh yeah. And those of y'all who are High Republic readers probably knows more about this droid now, but I'm not going to do that to spoil Stephanie. But yeah, they are <laughs> they are deadly death droids. Uh, they are illegal in the core, most core worlds, especially Republic nice. worlds, uh, nice. because they're so damn lethal.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Well, good job, Boba. Boba's doing, here's the thing. It's really interesting watching this episode now while we're also in the middle of watching Book of Boba Fett. Right. Because there are so many people whose primary bitch about the book of Boba Fett is that he's acting out of character. That he, that this whole thing where he's like trying to network and build a family around himself and like actually have human emotions and, and achieve things and interact with people. All of that is out of character for Boba Fett. Like, how dare they change the character of Boba Fett? Um, This right here, this is the character of Boba Fett. Yeah. Even as a teenager, he's building a group of trusted friends and family around himself. He's a natural leader. And he, and just, just tell me, don't tell me that the guy we're seeing in Book of Boba Fett is out of character for this guy. It's not. It's perfectly in line for the character.
2: Now, Stephanie, that's all I got.
0: Sorry. That's what I fucking thought. You could hear my eyebrow raising. I did, I the felt microphone. I
2: could hear the the, the cracks of your <laughs> eyes rolling in the back of your head. Anyway.
0: Anyway. I felt that. So yeah, and Ventress immediately is like, wait, hold on. This is your boss. You got a problem with that? But you're so whittle.
1: Like she, <laughs> she,
0: I'm a 900 foot tall Death and Night sister, and you're the bo- okay, fine. Like her, right. her attitude is so shitty. Boba doesn't give a fuck if she's got a shitty attitude. She agreed to do the job. She's doing the job. Let's go.
2: Yep, he's all business right now.
0: Yep. Uh, so they do. They get on their ship and they fly to uh, a space station. You wanna, you wanna tell us about the space dish?
2: Actually, let me tell you about the ship first.
0: Oh have oh. details on the ship. Yeah, that's
2: Ooh. that's Bosque's ship. That's called the Hound's Tooth. It is a Carillion engineering uh made vessel. It is a Light freighter by design, but Bosk took some liberties and adding things <laughs> like I don't know weapons, <laughs> weapons, nice, <laughs> a significant amount of weapons on the ship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is Bosk's ship. That ship does make an appearance in se- uh, throughout uh, Star Wars Legends and comic book and canon comic books. Uh, cool, and of course the model could be seen in Rise of Skywalker
0: because they needed every ship could they get needed their hands every
2: on. motherfucking ship they ever yep. made for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Love it. Uh so uh they get they get to to the space station um
2: it is a uh, uh, okay so the space station is a officially an orbital space station elevator mhm it, it the design of it is based on the skyhook uh space station design which officially made its appearance in a legend's novel but uh more uh more famous it also made its video game appearance in the shadows of the empire video game Uh, Now, the Skyhook design, specifically, according to Legends, this is not canon, uh, the Skyhook design was abandoned or made illegal in the Core Worlds because they had a tendency to crash on the planet it was orbiting.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: I would think so. Like, this is an incredibly tall structure. Like, it's literally a fucking elevator that goes from the surface of the planet, or in the case of this one, below the surface of the planet, all the way up past atmosphere into an orbital position. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. What?
2: Yeah. The original skyhooks didn't have the elevator shaft thing connecting it to the planet. It functioned much like any other space station just floating there. According to legends, uh, Palpatine uh, ignored the law of no skyhooks oh, no. and built his own skyhook because he wanted a place to put his botanical garden. Are you fucking? I'm not. Or? I'm not making this up. I. I He's such a bitch. When you told me, you told. Oh, and he is a bitch. When you told me a couple hours ago to not to make sure to disconnect your out of the rabbit hole that you just put mm-hmm. me in. By the way, uh-huh. uh Yeah, that was quite the rabbit hole. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did not need to know about sky fucking skyhook space stations and whatever.
0: You were the one who asked me if there if I could find any information on the damn thing. Well, can, I just pointed you in a direction, and you. you you went down that rabbit hole by
2: yourself. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Skyhook's anymore. Okay.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the planet that this this space station is connected to.
2: What is it called? Quartzy? Qu- what is it? Cor-
0: Corzite. Corzite. The planet Corzite. Um uh-huh. from the outside, this planet is uh kind of badass looking. It's very purple. It's kind of intense. Uh it is a small inner rim planet. So that's interesting. The yeah. surface of the planet is completely uninhabitable due to extreme atmospheric pressure. So all life on the planet happens in subterranean caves that are full of luminescent crystal- crystals. So there you go. Uh, so they have to meet because you don't, you can't have like a port on the surface of the planet because again, you your ship would be crushed. Uh, so they have to meet on this Skyhook space station. So Boba Fett and his team they meet up with their contact. Uh, for the job, and that is Major Rigoso. Would you like to know about Major Rigoso?
2: I don't know. I don't like the character design. Look like a fucking.
0: Bird. I hate it. Oh my god, I hate it so much. Okay, Major like Rigoso. Yeah, sorry. Major Rigoso is voiced by Tom Kane, also the voice of yeah. the announcer at the beginning of every episode and Yoda. So, uh, Major Rigoso is a belugan male. <laughs> Which I'll get into that in a second. They are an aquatic sentient species native to Corzite. They have fleshy sideburns,
1: <laughs> uh, framing
0: framing their four sectioned jaw, full of baleen like teeth. The movements of which will haunt my dreams for forever. All time. Yeah, I don't like it at all. No, this disturbed me. The movement of this character's mouth disturbed me in ways that the slaughter of zombies in the last episode did not. And I like it at all. Nope,
2: nope, 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 nope. nope. I'm not a fan either.
0: Mm -mm. so uh the belugans they are the technologically advanced ruling race on this planet they are a bunch of assholes That's all we really need to know yep uh (laughs) so they meet up with the boss who is telling them that they need to take the job is thus right he gives them the rundown of the job uh we're gonna take the elevators down to the subterranean caves we're gonna get on a sub tram which is a subterranean train Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we're not calling it a subway i guess it's a sub tram anyway sub tram it's like a star wars subway (laughs) anyway and their job these six very expensive as boba points out very expensive bounty hunters their job is to protect cargo they are not to ask what the cargo is they're not to open the box that the cargo is in their job is to keep the local marauders from stealing the cargo as it travels from point a to point b that's it which seems easy enough.
2: Yeah, and very uh it seems easy enough, but like as several bounty hunters note, it's very expensive to uh hire yeah. them to guard this box.
0: Yeah, they are all aware that they are overkill. They're like this is okay, this is suspicious. I think. Uh, Venturous is underestimating the whole situation because she doesn't. She's, she's
2: a noob. She's in, she, yeah, she's in I don't give a fuck land right now. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't
0: give a fuck. So they're going to be delivering this cargo to Lord Otoa Blank, who is the, apparently the Lord of the planet. So,
1: so
2: he's the
0: one who's, who's hired them.
2: So, Steph, what are the, ch- what are the odds that his last name is his last name because they couldn't come up with another Cause name? Because
0: they couldn't think of one. <laughs>
2: I'm thinking it's like a 99% chance that's what
0: happened. 99.9999? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: 100%. They got too late in the production and couldn't think of a last name. And they're like, fuck it. Just call him Blank. Just call him
2: Blank. Fuck it. So...
0: They load this big fancy box onto the sub-tram, and they're they're going to start uh, moving. And the second the tram leaves the station, they are being followed by mysterious figures riding giant fucking centipedes.
2: Demon centipedes! I have in my hands.
0: Holy nuts. shit! And
2: that's when I okay. And this is when I scream, "Oh my god! It's a train heist episode!"
0: It's a train heist <laughs> episode. I fucking love train heist episodes. Uh, so the giant fucking centipede that is a mylodon.
1: Ooh.
0: They are horrifyingly huge school bus sized centipedes capable of running as fast as a speeding sub tram.
2: Good god.
0: I don't like it. They are Fucking used as kill
1: mounts. Them. <laughs> right.
0: And they are they are domesticated and used as mounts by the Kage, which is the other race of beings on this planet. So there there's that. Okay. Whew. So, the so, train is going.
2: And, and don't they look incredibly similar to, like, I don't know, Senator Papadopoulos, Papa, P- P- Pepperoni, whatever his fucking name is?
0: Uh, Papanoida? Yeah. Okay. I mean, kind of, but we'll get to them in a minute. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, the train is going along. All the bounty hunters have been deployed up and down the length of it. Uh, Ventress has the caboose.
1: <laughs> <with>
0: Gengar.
2: <laughs> Dangar is like. It seems like we're going to be guarding the back together, and she's just like, "Ugh."
0: <laughs> she's like, "I don't give a
2: butt. I
0: don't care what you say." And they are immediately attacked by ninjas.
2: Yellow eyed ninjas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking yellow eyed ninjas. And they were them badass. To the back of the train. They're awesome. Yeah. They're fantastic. These are the Kage warriors, as we find out over time um but yeah they totally the fighting on this train is awesome it is so cool because much like the most recent episode the box (laughs) (laughs) it showed all these very different bounty hunters with very different skill sets dealing with the same situations we now have six different bounty hunters with six different fighting styles and six different sets of weapons all on this train and we get to see them all cut fucking loose it's very cool,
2: but the nin- I love it. But the ninjas hold their own for the most part, and they actually managed to remove most of the bounty hunters off the train forcefully. Are
0: they? Do they have? Are they? Are these ninjas? Are they holding vibroblades? Is that what those are? Yeah, those or are some uh, kind of energy blades.
2: Yeah, those are uh, mini vibroblades.
0: Fucking awesome!
2: Which are um, great yeah. unless, of course, you're holding a lightsaber, then you cut uh-huh. right you cut right through that shit, <laughs>
0: yeah, as we learned recently. Um, We do see that Lotza's shawl, what looked like just like a weird leafy patterned shawl, is in fact a weapon. It is the vibro Whip, you said?
2: That's according to my notes.
0: Cool. She just whips that thing all over the place. It's going really well. Um, Dengar is awesome. He plants his little, plants little bombs on a bunch of ninjas and blows them up, but he does end (laughs) up getting thrown off the train. So Ventress is by herself on the caboose holding her own. Uh, and so she finally decides to draw her sabers because I guess she was just stretching up to that point. We're just warming up.
2: Ventress forgot she had the Force through most of this episode.
0: I, but when she remembered, it was to fucking devastating effect.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow.
0: Because here's the thing. It doesn't matter how good you are in hand-to-hand combat. If the other person has the Force, you're fucked.
2: Yeah. Because You're just fucked. Especially if they're dark-sided. Uh, yeah, they're just because they got Force no balls. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Oh, my God. Boba Fett. Boba Fett is a fucking little badass. In this I know.
2: Episode. I I was like, holy crap! Who taught him wrestling moves? <laughs> I
0: know. He is all over the place. He does he does like a bunch of fun, and in the cargo room, and he's taking out a bunch of ninjas all by himself, and he's going towards um uh, to where the the bot the robot what's his name something something high singer.
2: Oh yeah. Uh. I oh, fuck. I. I scroll down hold up
0: anyway the death bot and yeah. lots are car are guarding the box itself boba gets up to that room on the train <laughs>
1: yeah
0: he runs in and this was such a great moment because like none of these bounty hunters are terribly pressed about what's happening right. they're just doing a job they're not stressed out so when boba uh runs into the room lots goes oh hey boss you better get down <laughs> The robot just does a spinny death circle. Yeah,
2: with if, you've his ever, blasters. if you've ever last uh, seen the last Starfighter, which is an '80s movie, uh, mm-hmm. he did a death bloom. <laughs> it does
0: a death bloom. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so he clears that room, and then Ventress radios up, and she's like, "Hey, I could use some help back here." And, <laughs> and Boba, Boba radios to Bosk and says, "Bosk, get to the back and help the rookie." The rookie. He's talking about Ventress. Yeah,
2: this is gonna Asage bite Boba in the Ventress. ass really bad.
0: <laughs> like, sir, you need to learn this is where Boba learns a little bit more about assessing the skills of people. Yep. Because that's a Sage fucking Ventress, and you just called her the rookie. He does this a lot. He's like new kid, rookie, etc., all throughout this, and like, dude, she's only gonna let you do that so many times.
2: Uh huh. Well he's still yeah. Boba's still a teenager.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, then what? Uh
2: Yeah, so they get rid of most of the ninjas. Unfortunately, there is a badass ninja leader.
0: <laughs> yes, everybody gets kicked off the train uh, eventually. But yes, there is a badass ninja le- leader who jumps off of his horror... Bug up onto the train,
1: um,
0: and it says in my notes: Ninja leader jumps on the tram. Very cool fight. All caps. Bounty hunters are so cool. So they are apparently. So cool. Apparently, I was. But yeah, the the,
2: the ninja leader is k- kicks off the rest of the bounty hunters except for Boba and Asajj Ventress.
0: Right. Except he doesn't even know about Ventress. Nope. He's just dealing with Boba because he's focused on the box.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not that box. There was Different that uh, the the creepy bird guy. Who was like, oh, yeah, he's on the train, too. Well, he was because he's like, uh, how dare you come here, blah, blah. And before he's able to finish the sentence, <laughs> uh, Ninja leader murders him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. You're not the main villain here. You do not get to monologue, sir. You're dead. Uh, yeah. Your monologue will be interrupted by somebody with a weapon. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, that so, was dumb. Yeah, yeah, so he reaches he reaches the trunk, which is where uh, Boba is, too.
0: Right, and uh, so the leader and Boba are fighting, and while they tussle, the box gets knocked over, it falls open, what was inside the whole time?
2: A girl, a woman.
0: A girl! What? What? A girl! A teenage girl. And Boba is like, he's shocked. He's like, oh, shit. And he he runs up to her. He's like, don't worry. I'll protect you. And she looks at him and looks over at the ninja leader. And, and slaps then just... the
2: shit out of Boba.
0: <laughs> the look on his face was awesome because it clearly didn't hurt. He was just surprised.
2: <laughs> right. Uh So then Asajj walks in. uh ninja li- Oh, but
0: first. Oh, wait. First, we find out through through conversation that uh the need the ninja leader is the girl's brother
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so real quick the ninja leader has a name
2: <laughs> we don't
0: hear it in the episode but he has a name his name is chrismo Sodi. not a great name but we're gonna go with it yeah, i mean we've, Chrisma, we,
2: we've heard worse
0: <laughs> right chrismo oh, i'm going chrismo uh <laughs>
1: is
0: voiced by an actor by the name of ben diskin now Ben Diskin, you've you've heard his name, you've you've heard his voice. Uh, he's in a lot of anime, like a lot, a lot of anime. Like I can't even start to list it here. Um, but for his other projects, I don't know if you've ever watched Legends of Tomorrow, but he's the voice of Bebo.
2: Never, just ne- like a, I've never seen it.
0: Bebo is like a like a Tickle Me Elmo from that universe. It becomes it becomes monstrously huge and like possessed by a demon. It's crazy. Oh, like Legends too. of Tomorrow is completely insane. I love it. That's um, fun. In the 2021 reboot of He Man and the Masters of the Universe, Ooh. he is Skeletor. Wait, what? He's Skeletor.
2: You mean the previous reboot, not the most current? The reboot? 2021 reboot. That's Mark Hamill. I thought.
0: In the 20 20- God damn it! You make me hit. Diskin, Oh, he was also in Kindergarten Cop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs>
0: no, he was a child.
2: Wait, you said you said his name is Ben Diskin? Yes, he is cute. Told you, he is like nerd cute, which is my kind okay, of cute.
0: Exactly. Uh, so, He Man and the Masters of the Universe, twenty twenty one. Yeah, huh. Skeletor.
2: I need to read what, but. Mark Hamill is also credited as doing Skeletor.
0: Oh, no, no, baby. Okay, to clarify, Mark Hamill is the voice of Skeletor in Masters of the Universe, Revelation. Right. Which is a a TV series short. Ben Diskin is Skeletor in He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which is still a running series. Oh! Yeah.
2: Girl, I am. Totally
0: different project.
2: Okay, that's, okay, I feel you. Okay, I am wrong.
0: Oh, what That was an easy mistake to make. There's apparently very many. We are just going to never get rid of the 80s. We're going to keep revisiting that. I'm fine keep with this. Keep tapping that creative well. I,
2: I love Skeletor.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Do you want a bone Skeletor? Bone?
2: <laughs> because <Bone?
0: laughs> he's a skeleton? <laughs> if, 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 it could, if
2: it could be Skeletor from the live action movie, absolutely. fucking lutely Because Frank um. Lagoria was out of control doing that character.
0: Okay. Yeah. So also Ben Diskin, <laughs> in addition to Skeletor, is also from later on in Clone Wars and from The Bad Batch. He's the voice of AZ. <gasps> the perfect cinnamon roll medical droid? Yeah, that's him.
2: I I love that. I know.
0: <laughs> but here he is as the leader of the ninjas, also known as the Kage Warriors. Right. Now, about Kage. They are a near-human sentient species native to the planet Korzak, which is where we are. And they have the glowing eyes and pale, creepy skin of any cool-looking subterranean species.
1: So, <laughs> there you
0: go. Um His specific character design, when we finally get his helmet off of him, and he's got like like a half a ponytail, and he's got like some shit on his face, like some cool, seriously, a serious eye makeup going on. His origin – his – I'll come in again – his character design is actually based on early, unused character designs for young Obi-Wan Kenobi in The Phantom Menace. Huh. Yeah. So, look at look at Chris Mosody, and that's what we could have had.
1: Uh, we could have had
0: it all. We could have had Ewan McGregor with that style.
2: Fuck yeah. you, George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: I have seen have seen the behind the scenes footage because i am that bitch mm-hmm. of the phantom menace where ewan mcgregor first showed up and he had been growing his hair out for forever because that's what you do when you're an actor because you never know how long your hair is going to need to be so he'd been growing his hair out forever he had this glorious mane when he showed up for hair and makeup and they sure did just section off a piece of it for his little fucking ponytail and shaved the rest of it down and a crime was committed that day
2: the first of many, apparently.
0: Ugh. Anyway, uh, Chris Sodi's sister is Pluma, Pluma Sodi, <laughs> who is uh, voiced by Meredith Salinger, aka All mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, God, I'm so far off track. Where? What's going on? What's happening?
2: Yeah. So uh, uh, Asaj Ventress walks into the room and sees her and him and Boba's like oh my god (laughs) well Boba gets knocked the fuck out Yeah, Boba gets knocked the fuck out I saw uh uh the brother does the Batman thing where he throws the mist down on the ground
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true and
2: Asad Ventress is like motherfucker I'm a force user I don't have fucking time for this anymore (laughs) right and she remembers she has the Force, and so she does a whole sequence where she tries to look for him. He almost tricks her, and then Asajj Ventress remembers, oh yeah, it Force chokes him.
0: Well, he does manage to like jump out and, and ambush her, uh, disarms her, and so she's like, fuck, we're doing it this way, I guess. And yeah. so then, yeah, she Force chokes him yep. uh, and easily subdues the two of them, and Bobo wakes up, they handcuff both of the siblings and um they're just waiting now for the tram to get to the station. Yep. So of course, the girl starts laying on a guilt trip.
2: The wrong because she doesn't the want wrong it. guilt trip.
0: Or the right one.
2: Depend yeah. It could have it could have very easily gone wrong.
0: Because we find out this girl is being trafficked. Yep. She is being sold into unwanted marriage with the lord of the planet. And you know what, lord if I was Blank. about to get lord blank uh if i was about to be sold (laughs) to be married to somebody whose mouth does that I would I I would why isn't she just flinging herself off the train at this that's point?
2: that's exactly what I what I have in my notes like when she was she was like I have been forced to marry this dude
0: everybody who got thrown off of this train today survived the fall I think she would have been fine oh, she good could have point. just like tuck and roll tuck and roll you would fine she would have been fine but no she sits there and she tells Ventress all about how she was ripped from her home and her family and and Ventress will never know what that's like and Ventress, who literally just had her home and her family ripped from her <laughs> I know,
1: right?
2: <laughs>
0: is kind of struggling with this.
2: Yeah. A little bit. And, a little and, bit. Well, well, she says, you're right. You, uh, uh, well, no. She says, you don't know what it's like to be ripped from a family. Uh, and Asajj says, I wish I didn't. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, she and Boba Fett have a quick chat about how the rest of this deal is going to go down. Boba's like, okay, well, we're going to get there. and We'll make the handoff and you'll get your share. And Ventress is like, my share? I'm the only one that's left. I get half. Because there's only two of us now. Right. And uh, (laughs) Boba's like, the fuck you do? No. And she's like, and on top of that, I'm going to be the one talking to the client. Because no one of true importance would lower themselves to trade with a mere
2: boy. Ooh, snap. And she's right. And she's right.
0: And Boba gets all pissed off about that. So (laughs) she... uh, Force chokes his ass. She does. She force chokes him, but... I want everybody to say the sentence along with me, so you can have the same Star Wars Clone Wars "What the fuck" moment that is so classic to the series. Asajj Ventress force chokes Boba Fett. I love it. It's like a goddamn Mad Lib. <laughs> like, what? We're just we're just pulling names out of hats now and making them fight, right? Like, what? Right. Right. Now, in, in what world? God, Clone Wars, I love you so much.
2: Now, I believe Ventress has already decided that she is going to help the girl.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: And She ra- picked
0: that whole fight on purpose.
2: Yeah, she picked the whole fight on purpose, and she's going to put Boba in the trunk.
0: <laughs> exactly. We, we find out later. And, yeah, I, yeah
2: I agree. I'm agree. i glad you agree, because I was like, this yeah. bitch is making drama for no reason.
0: Oh, no, no. she's She absolutely, that whole thing was so that she could choke him out. Tie him up, gag him, and put him in the box. So yeah, we get to the train station and we meet Lord Blank.
1: <laughs> and
0: he's, he's gross. And I'm not saying he's gross because his, his mouth moves in four directions at the same time, though that wigs me out. And I'm not saying he's gross because he is a little on the thick side. I'm saying he's gross because he is a predator and who has trafficked a teenage girl to come be his child bride. Uh,
2: preach, preach, preach. That is Hate fucking gross.
0: Him. He's vile. So Ventress steps off the train with the decorative cargo box that his bride is supposed to be in. And uh, she's like, no, 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 payment first. And so she gets a suitcase full of unmarked credits and hands over the cargo box. And then she gets on the train, the train pulls out, the guy opens the box, it's Boba.
1: <laughs> that is a
0: gagged and angry Boba Fett. So then a little further along the track... Uh, Ventress, I guess, stops the train so that she can meet up with a giant centipede. Fucking Mylodon. And he,
2: and, and she doesn't, don't they pet it like a dog or something?
0: Yeah. Like this is their oh. domesticated beast. Yeah. It's just, just happens to be the size of a city bus. Yeah. Sure. That's great. That's great. Anyway, uh, so the kage, uh, pay a ransom to Ventress to get, uh, these two kids back.
2: I love this. And
0: did you notice that the ransom that they paid Ventress was like like a a fraction of a fraction of what she's already got in a suitcase on the train?
2: Yep, I did.
0: Like she's still going to charge them. She's just not going to charge them as much. Right. Which is how I think she's starting to edge towards the neutral section of the evil spectrum.
2: Yeah, I I mean, she's going to more- she's going to pocket 100% of that cash for herself. Right.
0: Um she actually doesn't though.
2: Oh. Well, no, she pockets the, she doesn't pocket the the credits that's in the luggage.
0: Right, no, right. that that she just got off of the Kage, absolutely, that goes in her pocket. That's what I'm saying. So she does take the tram back to the station. She meets up with the rest of the, of the team, <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus Boba. <laughs> she hands over the suitcase, and she's like, here you go. This is the rest of the payment for the job, minus my share, uh, and I'm going to take off now. Bo- and they're like what Bosca's B-
2: B- 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 is like uh, where's boba Sad's <laughs> S- so like oh <laughs> he'll turn up at some point i'm sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> you hope i have every confidence that boba fett will find a way to get out of that situation and we know he does uh, absolutely boba fett has a way of getting himself out of situations as we have learned in the fullness of time uh so she's about, she's doing a moody walk away. She's not sticking around. She's not hanging with these people. She's going to go back up to the Skyhook station and catch a bus out of here. And so Bosk is like,
1: you're too good for us now. Is that it?
0: And Ventures goes, no.
1: Once I was just like you, but I'm not that person anymore. Now I have a future. Aww. And like,
0: how how classically venturously hopeful is that? I know, like she, I know. She found in this whole fucking misadventure. She found that no, actually, she's gonna make decisions for herself. She's gonna decide based on her own internal moral compass, whatever that may be now. And maybe that needle is spinning, but she's still gonna make her decisions based on that. I love it. She's so fucking free now. And it sucks that it took the tragic destruction of everyone she's ever known and loved uh to make that happen. But you know, that's Star Wars. For you, well, that I so. mean,
2: that goes back to the sequel trilogy why Kylo wants to burn it all down because he wants mm. to move away from that. He wants to be his own person. Um, by but he's
0: making some really wrong decisions. By to making
2: some really stupid ass decisions. Yeah, fucking that,
0: horrifying decisions. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, Asajj Ventress is a little smarter than Kylo, so you know uh,
0: a little, bit. A little bit. A
2: little, a little bit. bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A little
0: bit. Okie dokie. Wow. Uh, so that is the end of. Bounty. Do we have anything else for that episode? Anything you left on the table there?
2: Uh, I am good. So we're good. so we're going on to uh, b- uh, brothers right now.
0: Yes. Okay. So next time we will be talking. Oh no! About... I meant right now. No.
2: <laughs> you don't want to edit you... a four-hour episode? Is that what you're saying? I
0: need you to go away. It's what? No. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth.
2: <laughs> I, I am joking, but I couldn't help but like watch ahead because. Mm,
0: I know, because we're going to a sexy place. Um, We're actually going to the last two episodes in season four.
2: Oh, shit. Uh,
0: Yeah, we're ending season four. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) So I guess think about what, if anything, you would like to watch as a a break
2: in between season four and five. I already know. I already know what I want oh, to do. Shit. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, God.
0: Okay. All right. Well, tell me about it later. Yeah. For now, next time, we will be talking about Clone Wars Season 4, Episode 21, Brothers, and Episode 22, Revenge.
2: Yes. <laughs> I love it. I, <laughs> I can't wait. I, I love these two episodes way too much. It's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Um. So do we have anything else for today? Anything at all?
2: No. No. I'm good.
0: Okay. I'm going to... Pick up the corpse of my poor loath cat off the floor. Here we go. He's
1: so happy. He's so cute.
0: Okay, um, so I guess we're going to do an outro then. But shut up. No, it's my, I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> so let's outro the show. You ready?
1: I'm
2: ready.
0: You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm already ready already. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the hell out of that. Um, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you absolutely can. Uh, you can find us on the social medias. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas.
2: You can also subscribe to our podcast on any podcast platform that you like to use. <laughs> Fucking Lothcat. Uh, I'm sorry. P- please subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you'd like. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> we really do. I think that's it. That's it.
2: All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to stop recording now.
0: <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs>